Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, I hope you guys can hear me. Go ahead and drop some comments in the chat section if you guys can hear me okay. But I'm gonna give everybody a few minutes to jump on and then I'll get started. So what I'll be talking about today is those top overlooked secondary claims. And first I'm gonna explain what a secondary claim even is. And then we'll jump into some of the top ones, how you claim it and how you win it. Um, Cause there's big difference between filing a claim and winning a claim. So we wanna make sure that you guys are getting the best information possible. So let me make sure we are live. I hope you guys can hear me. Awesome, awesome, you can hear me loud and clear, awesome. Um, so first off, what is a secondary claim and why are they so important? So if you did not have medical evidence of a condition while you were in the service, so say you had headaches, but you didn't complain about it because you're like most people, and what do we do? We just pop a, a Motrin, a vitamin M, and we carry on about our day. So what we wanna do is now that you know you have that condition, of course, Step one for any claim is having a diagnosis. But if you did not have that diagnosis in service, it can be hard to service connect because there's three big things that you need in order to win any claim. And I talk about this on all my lives. Um, the first thing that you need is a diagnosis because if it's not on paper, the VA is going to say it does not exist. Two is current symptoms. And then that third piece of the puzzle is the hard part especially if you didn't have it in service or didn't complain about it in service is proof of the link to your service. So either proof in your military medical records or a way to link it back. So secondaries are the way to link it back if you don't have that proof in your in-service military medical records. So it has to be secondary to an already current service connected issue. So I'm gonna bring up some of those Hello from South Carolina. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, if you guys, you guys can watch this later if you can't stay on the live the whole time, but I would love to, to answer some questions live. So what I'll do is kind of go through my spiel and then I'll answer questions as we're going through. But hey, David and Daniel. Hey, hey. Awesome. Awesome. So um, some of the top ones that I want to talk about, um, of course, sleep apnea is kind of a hot topic one because most of us, I don't have, I say us just as veterans in general, but most of us did not have a diagnosis of sleep apnea in the service. Either we didn't know about it, um, didn't know what it was, didn't know that we had it. So a lot of people got a sleep study after the, with the VA after they got out of the service. Now they have a CPAP machine. You filed for it and you got not service connected. Oh, I hear that a lot. So sleep apnea 
is most likely secondary to something that you already have. Uh, so I'm actually going to pull up my list here. So Aaron, if you really need help filing your claim, let me know. So you guys can email me anytime. If you guys have questions that you don't want to post um, publicly, you can email me at Laura, that's L-A-U-R-A at VAClaimsInsider.com, or we're going to post my link here in the comment section so you guys can sign up to work directly with me. I'd love to help you win your claim. We've got this down to a science and I'll make sure that you're set for success. So awesome. Aaron, definitely let me know what questions you've got. Hello from Alabama. I'm in Alabama. Hey. <laughs> All right. So um, sleep apnea. So we're going to talk about some of the biggest things that you can claim sleep apnea secondary to. So what is the biggest contributing factor to sleep apnea? It's weight gain. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be obese, but the, the military's definition of being overweight is, is pretty strict. Um, most of us know that from height and weight and getting taped and things like that. But weight gain is one of the biggest contributing factors to sleep apnea. So anything that can be a cause of your weight gain is, is something you can claim sleep apnea secondary to. So let me explain that a little more. So orthopedic issues. Say you're service connected, and again, you have to be service connected for these other issues if you want to file a secondary claim. It's like a building block. You have to have that foundation first of a primary claim, and then you can build secondaries upon that. And you can do secondaries on top of other secondaries. You can keep building upon that. Um, but orthopedic issues. So say you're service connected for both of your knees. Now you can't exercise. You've gained weight. That weight gain has attributed to your sleep apnea. So sleep apnea can be secondary to ortho orthopedic issues like feet, knees, back issues, anything that can cause you to gain weight. There is a link there. There's also sleep apnea can be attributed to medications. So say you're taking a lot of vitamin M, you're taking a lot of ibuprofen, and that's causing you some issues at night. That can be a link there as well, as well as any medication that can cause weight gain. So that's where you can do sleep apnea secondary to mental health claims, whether that's PTSD, depression, anxiety, a lot of those medications for mental health, um, SSRIs can cause weight gain. So if your medications from mental health have caused you to gain weight, then you can claim sleep apnea secondary to your mental health claim. So there's ways to do that. But the key for secondary claims, you can't just say, hey, I've got PTSD. I want to claim sleep apnea secondary to it. You need a nexus statement or a nexus letter in particular. And what a nexus letter is, is a medical provider's professional opinion that your issues, specifically yours, are more likely than not caused or aggravated by your other service connected issues. So that's that third piece of the puzzle that you're going to need for secondaries. And I really think a nexus letter is almost the biggest, most important thing for any secondary claim, because that is the link. Just because somebody else's sleep apnea was service connected because of their PTSD doesn't mean yours automatically will be. Uh, but we actually have a medical team that does the nexus letters they're very good at it. So if that's something that you've been denied for before, you know you have sleep apnea, you know you have issues, you know they're related, we just have to prove it, let us know and we can get you linked up with the right people. Hello, hello. 
Awesome. Hey, Bernardo. Charlie, we've got a lot of people in the house. Awesome. So guys, if you have questions, drop those in the chat. I will try to go through those as we're going through. But um, if you get a BiPAP machine and not CPAP, does that affect your claim? If you need a machine to sleep, that's going to help your case. Um, usually sleep apnea is a 50% service connected issue if you use a machine to sleep. Um, BiPAP, CPAP, both machines um, are linked to, to treating sleep apnea. So that's that's a good thing. I have an APAP machine. I'm not sure about APAP. I know BPAP and CPAP. Um, Laura, we can do this for me easily. Yes, David. Yes, we can. We can get you get you linked up with our med team and get that sleep apnea taken care of. Um, I complained of sleep issues, fatigue, headaches, and dizziness in service, and it's documented on my exit physical. My ex, active duty at the time, just sent a buddy letter for buddy letter uh, for in service sleeping issues. I also have several service connected orthopedic issues, SSD, and have gained weight. Is it better to file as a primary than if denied than appeal with supplemental secondary documentation? Sleep apnea, if you did not have the official diagnosis in service, I highly suggest filing it as a secondary, especially if you have other issues that attribute to it. Um, you can show that you had evidence of sleep issues in service, but if you did not have a diagnosis of sleep apnea in service, I have almost never seen it service connected as a primary. So I highly suggest um, getting a nexus and doing a secondary. So is GERD secondary to sleep apnea? That is actually my next topic. So we're going to talk about GERD. Um, so GERD, what is GERD? So GERD is acid reflux, heartburn. Again, it's something a lot of us just, we pop a Tums and we deal with it. We don't think about, oh, this can be caused by another one of my service-connected issues. So GERD can be service-connected to quite a few things. So it can be secondary to medications, again, um, we know medications can mess up your stomach, so it can be related to orthopedic issues. It can be related to a lot of things. Um, mental health, again, mental health medications can cause those side effects and acid reflux. Um, so can PTSD just in general and anxiety can attribute to acid reflux, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, your, your mental health is, is linked to a lot of things, actually. Um, so acid reflux Again, it can be secondary to a lot of things. It can be secondary to sleep apnea. It can be secondary to medications. It can be secondary to mental health. So if you have it, again, step one is to get a diagnosis. So if you don't have a diagnosis, you've just been dealing with it, popping tongues like it's candy, make sure you get a diagnosis. And then you want to get that link to your service. You'll want to get a nexus letter. And what that does with our medical team that we would refer you to through VA Claims Insider what they do is they do a review of your record, see what your service connected issues are right now, and they'll provide you a nexus letter to, to talk about the literature. What does the medical literature say about those two conditions and how they're related and specific to your case? So we can definitely get you guys linked up. So why does a nexus seem to work for primary connection for sleep apnea, especially for older claims from the 60s and 70s um, when little was known about sleep apnea then? Um, so it's again, if you did not have a diagnosis of sleep apnea and a lot of people didn't know it existed until like the 90s, 
Um, so it, it is difficult, um, but if you have something that's already service connected, Craig, I would try it as a secondary because sleep apnea can be attributed to a lot of things as a secondary. So I would look into that option for sure. Um, but a nexus, it, it can be difficult with physical issues because if there was not a diagnosis, that's going to say that's going to be the missing piece of the puzzle um, was the diagnosis and service. Was sleep apnea even a diagnosis in the 80s? I don't think they really, really knew about it until the 90s. So that's that's where it becomes that gray area. But a nexus letter as a secondary will fill in that gray area and make it black and white. All right, so GERD. Um, so we'll move on past GERD. And one thing that you can do is if you know that you have it, you've not been diagnosed, of course, that's step one, but start tracking them. There's actually apps for you to track your symptoms. Um, we'll talk about another app in a minute with migraines, but there's an app for GERD. Um, it's called GERD Log Heartburn Tracker App. Um, and because why you want to do that is because GERD and acid reflux can be rated on a sliding scale. So it goes anywhere from 0, 10, 30, or 60. So it is a high value claim if you have severe issues with it. Um, so you want to track how often you're having those attacks, how long it's lasting, if you, if you throw up. Um, things are actually coming up. So you want to track all those symptoms because that can make the difference between a 10% rating and a 60% rating. So you want to be specific. So again, tr start tracking how often you're getting that reflux, um, how long it's lasting, all of the details about it, all the, the ugly details about it. So GERD log heartburn tracker app. And that's going to lead us into the next one. So migraines are another huge high value claim that can be a secondary claim. So migraines, what are they? Okay. So a lot of us have had migraines or headaches, severe headaches. And again, what do we do? We deal with it and we don't talk about it. And we don't even think that it's something that we can claim, but you can. So migraines, if you didn't have a diagnosis in service, you're going to need to do it as a secondary claim to something that you're service connected for. So honestly, there's a lot of things that can cause migraines after the fact. So if you have severe tinnitus, and that service-connected tinnitus, you can file migraine secondary to tinnitus with a nexus letter because literature does support a link between tinnitus and migraines. I'm service-connected for my migraines, and absolutely my tinnitus triggers them. It absolutely does. Now, I had migraines in service, their direct primary service connection, but a lot of people dealt with their headaches, and they just thought something they have to live with. It just is what it is. And they don't think about, oh, that's definitely being triggered by the ringing in my ears. Or it, it can be caused by mental health. It can be caused by anxiety can trigger migraines. It can be triggered by medications. Again, so there's a lot of ways to link things um, as secondary claims. Can I claim sinusitis and migraines as secondary to sleep apnea has been denied a few occasions? So if you've been denied for something, you definitely need to get a nexus. Nexus is key, absolutely key. I think it's the most important thing other than the diagnosis itself for any secondary claim because that is the link to your service. That terminology that more likely than not or at least as likely as not is the terminology that you want a provider to, to provide you with um, and, and stating that your issues in particular, say your migraines are either proximately caused or proximately aggravated by your other service, current service connected issues. So if you've been denied before, let us know and we can help you get taken care of.
How common are migraine headaches? Is it worth filing for it? Absolutely. So migraine headaches can be rated on a sliding scale as well, anywhere from zero to 50%. So again, how severe they are, maybe you don't think they're that bad, but maybe that means you'll get a 30% rating or 10% rating. But if you have them, if you're suffering with something that you know is related to another service-connected issue, absolutely file for it. Absolutely. Especially some of these that I'm talking about are very high value claims. So you don't want to leave money on the table. Um, and this, this is an analogy that I've used before. So if you get a rental car and you turn it in and it's, it's less than in perfect condition, what do you do? You have to pay for that. Don't be afraid of going for compensation. If you are busted up or having issues because of your, your service or because of your other service connected issues, absolutely file for it. It's, it's an easy link to a lot of things. It really is. All righty. So again, being specific about your migraines, again, is a big factor because it is a sliding scale. So frequency, how long they're lasting. So frequency and duration are the big things, but visual changes. Are you nauseous? Did you throw up? Are you light sensitive? Are you sound sensitive? Do you have to go lay in a dark, quiet room? If you're having headaches like that and you don't have a diagnosis, that's step one is get that diagnosis. And then step two is, is let me know and we'll get you in with our medical team. Get that nexus letter going, especially if you have tinnitus, especially if you take a lot of medications for your other service connected issues. There's ways to link that and the literature supports it. And our medical team actually provides literature. So they're going to include case studies of other people that have been service connected for those same issues. So we can get you guys set up for success. All right. What's another one? So peripheral neuropathy and radiculopathy, those are kind of in the same sphere. So I'm going to talk about both of those together. So unless I missed it, what do you get in medical record review from you? I heard it costs $100. So with the medical team, uh, if you do want a consultation, they'll review your medical records. They'll look into what your current service-connected issues are. So maybe you have um, a lot of different issues. So say you have PTSD, you have tinnitus, you take a lot of medications, and now you have migraines. So what they're going to do is review your records. They're going to take a look at the medical literature and find out specifically for you what that is. And it is $100 for that review to see what your case is and if they can help you. Because not everybody has a service-connected issue that supports a link to your service. So they do have to be able to find that in your medical records. What about long-term painkillers for GERD? Absolutely. Absolutely. Medications are going to cause issues. So absolutely. If you're taking painkillers for a current service connected issue, that GERD can be service connected um, through a nexus talking about um, those issues. Can I claim? I read that one already. So I have acid reflux and migraines. I have a service connected 40% back injury and I've been denied increase for back. So you're probably capped out on your back at 40%. That's a good rating for your back. Um, but acid reflux, if you're taking a lot of medications for your back, then you absolutely want to um, take a look at your acid reflux being aggravated by your medications. Now, migraines may be a harder link to your back unless you have other service connected issues, because um, I'm not sure of a link between back pain, neck pain. Yes, if you're service connected for your neck, that can cause migraines. Um, but as far as your back, I'm not sure if there's a link there. 
I'm rated at 10% um, for headaches. They call them optical headaches caused by my neck issues. I have tried several times for an increase, but always been denied. So if you're getting denied an increase and your symptoms are worse than that 10%, what you want to do is start tracking them. There's an app for the migraines as well. It's called Migraine Buddy. I use it personally. I track all my migraines, frequency, duration, whether I get nauseous, visual changes, if you see spots or floaters when you have headaches, all those things make a big difference. So you want to start tracking that and you can use that as a grounds for an increase, um, those personal logs of your headaches. So peripheral neuropathy and radiculopathy. So if you're rated for your back or for your neck and you're having numbness, tingling, burning, shooting pain, any of those things in your extremities. So for your neck, it's usually the upper extremities, tingling, numbness in the hands. Um, for the mid and lower back, it usually causes those issues down your legs. Um, numbness and tingling in the feet, shooting pains down the back of your legs. Um, so peripheral neuropathy is the numbness and tingling usually secondary to diabetes. So that's, that's an issue common, very, very common, but it's usually still necessary to get a nexus to link those two together, that peripheral neuropathy, the numbness and tingling in the extremities due to um, your diabetes. Now, it can be a very, very high value claim. It can be anywhere from zero to 70% for peripheral neuropathy because it can affect multiple extremities. If you have issues with your, both arms and both legs, that adds up really quickly. So that's definitely something you wanna look into if you're just dealing with these issues and you didn't think there was a link, you're just like, oh, my hands go numb or my feet go numb or my back has shooting pains down to my, my knees and you, you're dealing with it, you should absolutely file these as secondaries. Um, now with radiculopathy, so what that is, is usually because of nerve impingement. So what that is, is again, numbness, tingling, burning, or shooting pains, um, either in the upper extremities or lower extremities. So arms and legs, because of an injury, usually to your back or your neck. So if you're service connected for your neck or your back, and you have any of those issues, especially if you've already got the diagnosis, you want to file those secondary to those current service-connected neck and back issues. Now, if you're not already service-connected for your neck and for your back, that's that's going to be step one, is getting those, those primary issues connected and then building upon those with the secondaries. But I personally have radiculopathy in both legs. I'm rated 20% for my back, but that's, that's not a cap out. So maybe you're 40% for your back, but if you have that shooting pain down your legs, then you can file radiculopathy. And that's how you build upon your claims that are maybe maxed out, um, like for your back at 40%. Um, so definitely look into it. They rate things like this per leg. So if you have radiculopathy in both of your legs, that numbness shooting pain down your legs, um, you can file for each leg and those add up quickly, especially with a bilateral factor, which is a topic for another one. But I'll, if you guys have questions, send me an email. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions that you've got. Hey, from SoCal. Hello, hello, George. I really need your assistance for my claims. Military medical records show all I claim. So Roscoe, definitely send me an email or you can sign up at my link. Um, it's www.vabenefitsexpert.com and that will link you directly to my team and we'll have a one-on-one -on -one consultation and get you taken care of. I filed GERD nexus citations and was denied by CMP examiner stating they contradicted and said 
Um, it says Facebook user, so I'm not sure who is writing that, but um, we, we can take a look at your denial letters and we can read between the lines. So if you want to sign up um, for a free consultation with me, again, that's vabenefitsexpert.com and we can talk about it. I'll review your, your re review your decision letters and your denials and we can figure out what they're saying is missing. Um, so let us know what we can do to help you guys. CMP exam, just pencil whipped exam. I was never seen or called about GERD. So that's that's grounds um, for an appeal. We can definitely fight that. All right, rated 30% for flat feet, recently developed plantar fasciitis. Is this a secondary claim or pyramiding? It can be a secondary claim, absolutely. Um, because plantar fasciitis is most likely caused or aggravated um, by the fact that you have flat feet. So now they will cap out at some point. Um, they may not let you get the full amount because it is both for your feet. Um, so they will cap it out at a certain point, but it's definitely a secondary. They're separate issues, but there's a link there. And that's, that's what secondary claims are. It's something that was caused or aggravated by another service-connected issue. So you just have to prove that link with a nexus letter. So how does sleep apnea tie into anxiety? I'm 70% for anxiety and just now got a sleep apnea diagnosis. So it can be directly related to your anxiety um, because anxiety, it, it affects everything about your body. But one of the biggest things between anxiety and sleep apnea is medications. So if you're on any medications for anxiety, um, especially SSRIs, they cause weight gain. So that weight gain is that um, factor that links the anxiety with the sleep apnea. Um, cause usually those medications cause, um, weight gain. So if you can prove any weight gain, that's going to be a huge link there for you for the sleep apnea. Can you talk about how I would go about getting a diagnosis at the VA for chronic fatigue syndrome since it's on the presumptive? I'm currently taking vitamins for my joints and I'm always tired and have a CPAP, thank you. So chronic fatigue syndrome is, is presumptive if you are a Gulf War veteran. So we actually have medical providers that can give you a diagnosis remotely for a few things. And chronic fatigue syndrome is one of those things that they're able to diagnose remotely uh, through a video conference like I'm talking to you guys right now. So um, Kyle, I'd love to, to talk to you about the next steps to get you that CFS um, diagnosis because it's very hard to get from the VA. They're going to try to say it's any and everything other than chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, so if you're already taking vitamins and you've done everything that you can, odds are it is CFS, especially if you're a Gulf War um, veteran. So let me know. Um, again, you guys can email me directly if you guys have questions. All righty. I've been using Migraine Buddy for three months. It's a huge help. Get those apps. Get those apps. They're awesome. So how long should we track migraines prior to considering a claim? So I would start tracking immediately if you're not already tracking. And it's not necessarily a timeline. So you can go ahead and submit just a few weeks and say, hey, this is what I've been dealing with for the last couple of weeks. Continue to do those logs while you're working on your claim. We can get you the nexus letters. We can start working on that. And the whole time you can keep tracking your migraines. So by the time it's time to claim, you'll have a nice chunk of logs to, to prove how severe your headaches are. So now, start now. Um, and as soon as you have, you know, enough 
evidence, whether that's just a nexus letter, the logs help. They're not necessary. They're not going to be the make or break, but it, it makes a difference on the, the rating percentage. Um, so I would start now for sure. I'm service connected 20% for TMJ and 10% tinnitus and tend to file for PTSD. Can I file my migraines as secondary to TMJ? Um, I believe the answer is yes. So our medical team are the subject matter experts on what exactly specifics, um, if you have specific questions, but I do believe the jaw, it can cause headaches. Um, I'm not sure if the literature supports that. So that would be a question we would want to talk to our med team about. Um, but that's, we can look into that. So let me know. Um, and we can take a look. All right. Derek's my coach, so I guess I should ask him. Thanks, Laura. You rock. Awesome. Yes. Let him know. Um, we have a, a diagnosis team that can do a virtual appointments with you guys. So absolutely. Can one claim migraine secondary to multiple service connected issues? Yes. Yes. Cause migraines can be secondary to tinnitus. They can be secondary to TBI. They can be secondary to a lot of things. So you can file it um, secondary to multiple things. The VA may say it's only connected to one, but the more things that there's a link to in the medical um, research, the, the odds of you getting service connected definitely go up. All right. So I want to talk about one more and it's the biggest um, secondary claim out there, and that's mental health. So mental health, you, you can be service connected for issues like depression, secondary to your physical stuff, um, anxiety, secondary to physical issues. And, and I'll, I'll give you my my personal example. So my back um, is pretty bad. I'm rated 20% right now for my back, but um, it, it caused me a lot of issues at work. So professionally it was causing issues and it caused me anxiety because I used to work in the ER and in the ICUs. And I was afraid that because my back was hurting so bad, I was missing work. I was afraid I was going to get fired. I was afraid I was going to drop a patient. So I had chronic anxiety about not being able to perform at my job. So anxiety secondary to my back. If you see that link, um, same thing with tinnitus. So if your tinnitus is driving you absolutely bonkers, again, at work, it drove me bonkers because I couldn't tell if that beeping was in my ears because of my tinnitus or if my patient's monitor was going off. Um, so I felt a lot of anxiety with that. Um, migraines, they can cause depression. So say you don't want to go anywhere because you're afraid you're going to get a migraine and be stranded somewhere without your medications. Maybe you can't leave your house because you you're just completely afraid that if you're driving and you get a migraine, um, you're going to crash and kill somebody. So it physical issues can absolutely cause mental health symptoms. So there's actually a claim called somatic symptom disorder, which is how your physical issues affect you mentally, socially and professionally. So some of those examples, you know, if you have anxiety at work because of your physical issues, um, if you're embarrassed, maybe even about scars, scars can cause depression and, and want you to recluse. Um, so PTSD is not the only mental health claim out there. You can claim anxiety and depression and somatic symptom disorder secondary to your already service-connected physical issues. So again, most of us, we want to deny our mental health symptoms. We say, you know, I'm fine. We're, we're taught to to not talk about our problems, especially mental health. It's had a stigma with it. But if you're suffering with anxiety and depression and missing work, 
and just mentally, socially, and professionally impaired because of your physical issues, you can absolutely file a mental health claim. Again, diagnosis is step one. You do have to have an official diagnosis of a mental health condition, whether that's anxiety, depression, somatic symptom disorder. Um, and then you'll need a nexus statement to link that to your physical issues. Because um, otherwise they're going to say, not our fault that you have anxiety. So you have to prove that link. And that's key with secondary. Somebody, I, you know, somebody's going to do a drinking game to this afterwards. Every time she says nexus, take a drink and you guys are going to be messed up. But I'm telling you, nexus letters are key for secondary issues because that is the missing piece of the puzzle. If you didn't have that diagnosis in service and you can't directly link it back to your military active duty time, that nexus is what's going to do it for you. So that's super important. Um, super, super important. So what about GERD and IBS? Would those be rated combined or separate? I've seen them done both ways. I've seen them rated separately. I've seen them rated combined. But the more symptoms that you have, say, say those medications are causing both. You've got IBS and you've got GERD. So it's it's both issues that are going on. Um, those can be considered pyramiding. So I've seen them rated together, but I've also seen them rated separately um, because they are different areas. One's the upper and one's lower. Um, but you can definitely file for either one of those as secondaries to medications, secondary to mental health, um, secondary to a lot of things. So anxiety for PTSD is secondary. So mental health, you can only be rated for one mental health condition. But if you file for an increase, say on your PTSD um, or for your anxiety, whichever one you're rated for, um, you can talk about how anxiety is all part of that because all there's 31 mental health symptoms the VA uses as for rating purposes. Um, and whether it's anxiety, depression, PTSD, somatic symptom disorder, pick, pick the alphabet there, they're all the same symptoms and they're all rated on the same scale, the same criteria. So if you're having anxiety and PTSD, you can file for an increase and just make sure you talk about all of the symptoms that are affecting you. And you can talk about how your physical issues are causing more issues as long as they're service connected physical issues. All right. So I got a denial letter, letter and it stated that my issues were not service connected. How do I change that? So um, Adriana, so what you can do is, is send me an email or sign up on my link for a consultation and we can take a look at your denial letter and see, you know, what it says. Um, and I can read between the lines and figure out what we need to do to move forward, whether we need to file it as a secondary to something else, whether we needed a diagnosis or the nexus or what was the missing piece of the puzzle. We can figure that out together and get you taken care of. Um, again, to, to sign up with me directly, you'll go to www.vabenefitsexpert.com and then you'll get a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me. And then we can go through your records and see, see what we can do. But we can definitely, definitely take that on and see, um, see what we can do to get you on the right path. All right, I have herniated disc and lumbar and pinched nerve. Can I claim secondary to both my knees already service-connected? So yes, but I would definitely suggest a nexus letter for that as well, because if your knees are, are causing you issues and maybe it's affecting the way that you walk, it's affecting your gait, that can absolutely affect your back. Um, if you're compensating because your knees hurt, so you're not lifting with your legs and now you're lifting with your back, it can cause a herniated disc. So there's a lot of ways to link it. But again, you need a medical professional to state that link is there. Um, 
That's, that's key for secondaries. Can you claim secondary issues to already claim secondary claims? Yes. Yes, you can. Because um, things start to snowball. So say, like me, so say my back has caused me anxiety. So now I'm rated for mental health, secondary to my back, but I'm taking medications for my anxiety. If that causes me acid reflux, I can file another secondary on my already secondary anxiety. So that's the way that you can snowball things. Um, and, and you just have to prove that link. So I used our medical team. I was a client of VA Claims Insider before I was a coach. And I went through our psych team as well as our medical team. And they set me up for success. They're really good at what they do. It's worth every penny for that medical evidence because it's necessary for you to win those claims, especially secondary claims. So absolutely. You can keep on a building. Just recently was given 100% permanent and total for generalized anxiety disorder. Nexus letter and buddy letter was key. I also felt that I had an amazing VA rater this time around. The videos and VA claims insider helped me on my process greatly. Congratulations, Alex. That's exciting. 100% permanent and total. He will never have to go through these CMP exam, jump through any more hoops. Um, and the Nexus letter is key. It's super key because if you don't have that third piece of the puzzle, again, those three things you need is a diagnosis current symptoms, and a link to your service. So if you don't have proof of an illness or injury while you were in service, that third piece of the puzzle is going to be a nexus letter. It's going to be a nexus letter. Otherwise, they're going to say, oh, you have sleep apnea? Not my fault. Um, unless you prove that it's related to the medications you're taking for depression or whether it's you know, related to your weight gain because of your knees. There has to be a way to prove that connection to your service. Otherwise, they're going to say, not my fault, not my fault. And that's their default. So you have to prove everything beyond a reasonable doubt with them. I have right side radiculopathy and now feel pain on my left side of my body after years of my favor favoring my leg. Um, can the Telemedica team diagnose me for left side over the video conference? Um, I think we can do radiculopathy remotely. So I do think that the med team can do that remotely. Absolutely. I'm 10% for knee and 50% depression because of life changes. I also have high blood pressure. Can I claim the high blood pressure? Um, high blood pressure can be caused by mental health um, and especially medications for mental health. So depending on your specific case, Lee, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of ways to link um, high blood pressure to other issues. What's the GERD app again? It's called GERD log. Let me pull it up again, make sure I'm not telling you guys wrong. GERD log heartburn tracker app is the, um, the GERD tracker app. I was denied OSA with the Nexus letter secondary to PTSD and asthma. So Pete, what is your asthma rating at? Because they may consider um, respiratory, sleep apnea and asthma are both respiratory. So if you're already capped out on your respiratory claim, again, there's, there's things with pyramiding um, that may be why they didn't grant it for you. Not necessarily that they don't think there's a connection, but you may be maxed out on respiratory uh, disability. All right. How would I claim nerve entrapment from a surgery on torn tendons in my ankle? Ankle is service connected. Now my entire foot is numb. That's definitely a secondary. 
Um, so if you're having nerve entrapment, if you have a diagnosis for that, um, you can definitely claim that as a secondary to your ankle. That's if, especially if you had to have that surgery for your ankle disability. Absolutely. Um, I would definitely still suggest a nexus letter. It's, it's key. Otherwise they're going to say, oh, well, that could have just happened. Um, not our fault. Again, you have to prove everything with the VA. 30%. So um, usually sleep apnea is 50%. So that would usually take the place of your 30%. Um, but I, who is your, if you already have a coach, let your coach take a look at your decision letter and see, um, see what you can do about um, appealing that decision. You can do a higher level review, supplemental claim. There's a lot of options to fight bad VA decisions now. So if you don't have a coach, let me know. But if you have a coach, let them know what's going on. I don't like technology. Would a written journal for GERD and migraines be acceptable? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You can do handwritten notes. Sometimes that looks even better because if you use black ink one day, purple ink another day, um, it shows, you know, a continuation of those issues for, for quite a long time. So if you're not into apps and technology, you can definitely do hard copy notes or just keep notes on your computer. Just make sure whenever you have a migraine or whenever you have a acid reflux attack that you're, you're tracking all that. All right. So we are running out of time, but um, what you guys can do if you have more questions, and I know I didn't answer every single one because there's a lot coming in here, um, but send me an email directly. Again, that's Laura, L-A-U-R-A at VAClaimsInsider.com, or you can sign up for a free consultation with me. Again, it's completely free to sign up. It's free to talk to me. And if we can't find you a path forward, then no harm, no foul. Um, but I'd love to talk to you guys. So VABenefitsExpert.com, you can sign up and you'll be routed to my team. I love to talk, especially if you've been denied for something before and you know that it's linked to your service or you know that it's linked to another service connected issue. Um, I'd love to help you get on track, especially if it's a denial, because we can we can fight that. Don't accept it. You know, never accept defeat is part of our motto and at least with the army. So um, and I'm not going to leave you behind. We've got your six. So let us know what we can do to help you. Um, and if you don't have a coach, I would love to be your coach. Like I said, hey, Peter. Um, you don't have a coach, you can email me at Laura VA Claims Insider, or you can sign up immediately and we can get started ASAP. Just had a head scan and it's because of headaches. What can I do? If you have a diagnosis for them, Roscoe, um, we can definitely take a look at filing that as a secondary or maybe even a primary if you had headaches during the service. So just let me know. Um, but again, I'm going to try to answer some of these comments once I'm off the live, but um, email me any questions you didn't feel comfortable posting here on the live, but I'll, I'll go through these and try to answer any that I missed um, as we were going because there's a lot of questions coming in. Um, but please let us know. Comment below. You can keep commenting. Like I said, I'll be checking throughout the day. Um, but I'm. Thank you, Laura. You're a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys have, whether it's about secondaries or, or primaries, whatever the case may be, you guys can always message me and we'll get you guys on track. But I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. I hope to see you again soon. Um, I hope to see you guys in my inbox with lots of questions and I'll get back to you guys as soon as I can. But stay safe, stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you next time.